Hey, Lise, I'm sorry I ruined your Egyptian thing. We're still buds, right? Okay, be that way, you big stupid jerk. Oh, you're not the jerk. I am. Forgive me. Oh, like you're Miss Perfect. Mom, Lisa's making me feel bad. Stop it, Lisa! That shut her up. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Have you been wanting to do a Marge impression since D&D? <laughs> that was great. I, I didn't even thought about it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I like doing Marge impressions, though. They're fun. Yeah, they're great. My favorite one is, watch out for the shack attack. Of course, of course. <laughs> it's one of Marge's greatest lines. Uh, and yes, welcome to Two Bad Neighbors, your encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons, seasons one through ten. My name is Greg. My name is Alan. And this is an episode that'll take us probably 40 minutes to get through because not much happens in it. So... <laughs> Oh, ye of little faith. Ah, yes. You think I'm not going to take us on some weird tangents? I'm very, very <laughs> hopeful that we can be done by 2.30 because we have another guest coming in and we have a, a Terminator show to... A schedule. We have a, a schedule a, to a, keep. A, a schedule to yeah, keep. Yeah, so we're, we're on a clock right now, but um, before we talk about the episode, we do have a guest mm. making his first appearance on the show since season eight, mm. and yet his... Not first appearance on the show if you're a Patreon subscriber. Sure. Because he was on our Dungeons and Dragons commentary episode. Uh-huh. Which was a lot of fun, but he's on our main feed now. And it's Mark. <laughs> Mark Spracklin. Hello. Thank Hi. you for having me. Thank you for coming back on such short notice. Oh. Anytime. Um so Alan. Mm. Uh how have you been? Mm. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a weird wild world we're in, Greg. Yes it is. The uh, UCP is uh, refusing to close down the economy. Yeah, but, but they're kind of doing it still. They're kind of doing it, but they're not. It's a half measure, you see. Yeah. No more half measures, just like Walter White. No more half measures, Walter. It <laughs> was a half measure. Now I'm in only full measures. You gotta, is that your Mike Ehrmantraut impression? you got to run over these drug dealers with your Pontiac Aztec. <laughs> And shoot one of them in the face and tell Listen, Jesse. Walter, you gotta stop Jesse from killing those drug dealers. Yeah, that's. That, I think between the both of us, it's a, there's a good one in there. Yeah, <laughs> somebody mesh those together. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have the vowels right. Yeah, and I think I have the gruffness. Sure. Right. Yeah. 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 It's good. We'll it's find it in gross. Yeah. <laughs> so we always do. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's just it's just strange, but uh, you know we don't have to dive too deep into that um, because uh, that's all that people are talking about these days. Yeah, that's fine. It's true. Uh, we're here to talk about fun things. Yeah, and try and keep my morale up because this is a thing I enjoy doing. Yeah, me too. So I'm glad we're doing it. I've been good. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel I feel a little better lately. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you, sha- do you have a clean shave? I shaved like a- my beard. Yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, a sev- some scruff. But- several. Well, I mean, I I can't just get rid of all of it. It has oh. to maintain the the five o'clock shadow. That's right. Uh, or else I look terrible. <laughs> oh no. I I have an unkissable face. <laughs> Who told you that? Doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> was it Allie? <laughs> was it your mom? <laughs> That's a problem. Um, <laughs> both of those are problems. Uh, great. Mark. Yes, five o'clock? You tried to <laughs> hunt a bird this morning. Oh, yeah. The wee hours of tried the morning. Tried to? Did you succeed? No, I did not. Because uh, it turns out bird. the birds sleep at night. Thing is... We've never had, I've never heard a podcast with anybody who has this job. Oh, God. So this is interesting. So if you wouldn't <laughs> mind telling us how you've been. and don't Spracklin, skim- bird hunter. Yeah, don't skimp on the bird hunting details, please. Okay. Um, I've been okay. It is also just like regular animal hunting season. So I've been out a couple times looking for elk. Um, how, do, how do you define a regular animal? <laughs> uh, like you get actual draw tickets and you could like eat it. Hmm. After that's fair. Don't um, usually eat these kinds of birds. No, no. It's like one teeny 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 crows? tiny chicken wing. It's what if they're crows and you are you said something that you regret? Well, then you have to eat it. Well, yeah, crow isn't something you. like you get to eat. It's something you have to right. eat. Right, it's something you're forced to eat. Yeah, <laughs> if you've messed up. Yeah. 
exactly. They'll <laughs> never, never let you live it down. Mm. Um, no, I've been good. Same kind of COVID dealing situation. Uh, doing this random side job with my dad where we go and take care of very special pests in very special stores take that like birds. I legally can't tell you where they oh. are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where they're like, oh, there's a bird here pooping on broccoli. Come deal with it. And we're like, can, you yes, tell, can you tell us where they're not? Uh, they're so not like McDonald's. <laughs> they're not in McDonald's. Think more like grocery, like oh, large, okay. large scale. Somewhere that would have open broccoli. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Things with like bakeries in them and, and stuff like that. They don't open like little broccoli. birds. And then we There's started more. off trying to trap them and they're like, squeak, chirp, chirp, no. And you're like, okay, now I'm just going to shoot you. And which is very effective. Yeah. But, uh, shooting. You know, sad. <laughs> so. Shooting. <laughs> Hot take. Shooting? Very effective at killing. Yeah. Uh, who would have It's almost like thought. it's its prime function. <laughs> uh, what kind of what kind of gun do you use? What kind of caliber? Uh, I use an air pyro. Air pyro. Take two. I use an air-powered BB gun. Oh, okay. Um, so that if I miss, which I never miss, um, <laughs> it won't, like, puncture a roof. That makes sense. Yeah. It's true. When we were out at his uh, cabin, he was uh, teaching us how to shoot the bow and arrow. Mm. And he never missed. Mm. Like I'm Robin surprisingly Hood. deadly. Yeah. And like a huge redneck, but also super gay. So I'm Have like a pink s- neck. <laughs> <laughs> TM. Have you ever split an arrow like Robin Hood? You ever done oh, that? Oh, God, I wish. That'd be cool. No. That's so dope. <laughs> that would be so dope. <laughs> oh. I remember watching that, the, the Disney Robin Hood as a kid and just thinking that was the coolest thing ever. It is. Because it's like, uh, whoever, what, is, it, uh, is it the sheriff who's, who he's up against? It's some. I it's, think it's the sheriff. It's, it's some whatever. asshole. It's some, it's some asshole. Yeah. He shoots and it hits a dead bullseye, and you're like, "How's Robin Hood gonna top that?" And I'm like, "I don't know. This he's got a perfect shot." And he's like, "Boom! Split it out in the middle, idiot! I got a bullseye and also broke your arrow, so I win." <laughs> is there? I. This is super specific. Uh-huh. So I <laughs> love a good bullseye scene. Yeah. In yeah. movies, <laughs> it's some of my favorite shit in movies. Robin Toy Hood. Story 2. Robin Hood. Um, obviously, Bullseye in Toy Story 2 is one There's of... a lot of good Bullseye scenes in Toy Story 2. A lot of good Bullseye scenes. <laughs> but I mean, of course, the traditional Bullseye. Yes. But in a, as far as Pixar goes, yeah. in Brave, oh, yeah. that scene rules. That scene right, right. fucking rules. I'll and be shooting for myself. In every single Robin Hood remake after that, like the part that I like the most is constantly the Bullseyes that like they pull off. And then, of course, there's like scenes like in uh in in like movies like sergeant york from the 40s okay where they're like where, where he's like i'll i reckon i could do some sh- sh- some shooting and you know from back in his uh time in the in the valley he's like good at shooting but the uh he was a conscientious objector so his uh, mm. sh- sergeant doesn't think he's gonna be a good shooter and so he like loads up and is like blam and uh, it's like miss. It's like I thought I hit that square dead center. It's like could you re? Could you could you check again? And they check again. It's like well I'll be danged. It was a bullseye. And they're like bullseye on the right. And he's like well this rifle pulls to the right a little bit. I think I'm gonna. And then he like licks his thumb and wets his sight. And he's <laughs> like what are you doing there? Takes down the glare. I always lick my sights before I do some shooting. <laughs> and it's awesome. How <laughs> <sighs> strange. Magical. It's, it's awesome. I love a good bullseye scene. Perfect. Good, good bullseye scenes. And uh, your your bow and arrow kit came with like a bunch of these. Like you had like a quiver of arrows that all had the like the the practice tips on them, and True. then one of them had the like an actual arrow. The doing like some deadly. Yeah, the yeah. damage tip. The one that you uh, shoot at the thing that you don't want to get back up. Yeah. <laughs> the thing you would like to now be yeah. dead. You yeah, put like... it in the thing you want to die and then eat later. <laughs> According to my dad, it's either for deer or trespassers. Ah. Oh. I mean, th- shooting an arrow at them is just kind of giving them a weapon if you miss. Yeah. <laughs> we don't miss. That's fair. That's you motivated. Don't. That's You're true. Motivated. You, don't, you don't miss. That would be an interesting situation, though. Like, haha! They shoot an arrow and misses, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah!" T- picks up the arrow and like comes at you and with throws it. Throws it like, back. Oh no! Throws it back like a monk. Just stabs oh, you just with catch it. Catch it and like hurl it back at your face. Yeah. Deflects the missiles. Oh yeah! <laughs> Girlish scream. Eh. Like a third level monk. Uh, sure. Hi-ya. <laughs> That'd be pretty badass. Pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, cool. I like bows and arrows. 
They're fun. They're fun. They're they're cool little weapons. It's a cool tool, and I'm glad I learned how to shoot one. It's a good time. Yeah. You should bring longbows back into warfare. I agree. I Those absolutely agree. <laughs> Mark disagrees. <laughs> they're much more um they're much less deadly than a machine gun. So I'm more into them <laughs> than a machine gun. That just true. seems like, you know, once you get Gatling guns and machine guns, it's just like, what's it, the point? Yeah. It's not fun anymore. <laughs> War is supposed to be fun. <laughs> I Don't get you? to beat that tank with the slingshot. This is garbage. <laughs> That's why they wore colorful uniforms. Don't you get it? It was supposed to be a good time. Like if in, if we were playing D and D and then and you were like oh and then this person pulls out a rifle and you're like what what excuse <laughs> and, and he shoots you all you're all dead like I mean in our world there are arquebus like the a magical a magical firearm but they're not the kind that are, are going to be like a machine gun more like a blunderbuss style yeah like, blunderbuss mm, load sure, load sure. load don't like them. Yeah, no. In my, in my medieval settings. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. As you say that, it's Greg's unfair. just like, what else don't you like to fight, Alan? <laughs> so uh, a bird with a gun, is that cool? <laughs> no, God, no. <laughs> that's, I'll, that's the worst thing that could ever happen. I'll call the crow Beretta. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's a magical giant crow, and it has a Beretta. Sounds scary. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Directed by John Woo. <laughs> Oh boy, uh, we have a lot of fun here, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, what what do you think of this episode? It's very slight. <laughs> it's um almost nothing really happens in it. Um, it's uh, <laughs> I saw I made note of it as soon as we watched it. Um, is that it's written by Brian Scully, mm. who is the older brother of Mike Scully, mm. who is the current showrunner of the mm. show. Um, and it uh it. It's, it's nepotism. It's kind of a shitty episode. Yeah, <laughs> there's like there's some good stuff in it, but it's yeah. so boring. It's 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 weird. Yeah. Uh, I I forgot to tell you what episode we're talking about. Uh, this is Lost Star Lisa, the twenty fourth episode of season nine, the penultimate episode of season nine. Uh, written by Brian Scully, as you said, and directed by Pete Mitchells or Michaels or Michelles. I always fuck this one up. Sure. Uh, original air date May tenth, nineteen ninety eight, and yeah, it's a weird one. Um, I think it's the one I've watched the least. Uh, in season nine, I would yeah, season nine for sure. But I would maybe agree. Even in the se- I mean, in the golden age, whatever you know, like the one through ten in our one through our, in in our uh, uh, compendium, our compendium. Yeah, it might be the one I've watched the least, which is uh, interesting because I always yeah, I was like, I don't rem- all I remembered about it going in was. Lisa gets lost, and that's yep. right there in the title. She goes, tries to go to the museum, and she gets lost. I a forgot all about the Bart subplot with gluing stuff to his face. Yep, uh, I forgot that once Homer finds Lisa, there's a whole other act. Yep, <laughs> where they go to the museum and have uh, adventures, kind of. Yeah, but not really. Uh, yeah, so it was all very bizarre. Um, the interesting thing is, though, like it is, like you said, it is kind of a shitty episode, but it's not like egregious. Like nope. it's not, it's not like it doesn't pain me to watch it. No, everything about it is functional. Yeah, like even the B plot works because it's so intrinsically tied to the A, and I, especially for season nine, it's very, very, very important to the Lost Arlisa plot that Bart does something, anything really, and. Puts her on yes. that, that 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 makes it that makes it necessary for her to get onto the bus. I, I right? mean I, I I don't disagree, but I will say I feel like the B like the B plot is not tied to the A plot inherently, like because really you just need Marge to be out of the house. And the B plot makes that happen. Right. And so if you're going to have a B plot, that's a good way to do it. Of course. Especially in season nine. Yes. When it seems like they forgot how to even try to make the B-plot related to the A. Yeah. It's just that that's the only thing that ties it to it, is, is the fact that they yes. leave the house. And, and then it the continues. effort is there. <laughs> right. The effort is there. Uh, the B, effort is B there. B-plot that, for effort. Yeah. And like Marge even like connects with Homer on his search. Yeah. And they, they bother to like come home and be like, sorry, Lisa, we did this. But that... That I think that moment when they do come through the door undercuts a lot of 
what is wrong with this episode in in that and it also kind of undercuts a lot about the whole state of season nine in the first place and that they aren't willing to put lisa in her room right. to hear that apology yeah. which is actually nice and it would happen it would it, that would happen in season five right yeah like there would actually they would be, have a reconciliation or something. There would be a moment. It would. I would be. It wouldn't be about Bart leaving, or it would be all about Bart leaving, or it would be about uh, Lisa being afraid to take risks and uh, and her resenting her dad for doing it too much. And maybe her dad is the one who prevented her from going to the museum in the first place. And then that's how they uh, figure it all out. And then they really earn the ending and that nice moment when he drops the orb and it opens up. Uh, and they have that because I think it is a nice moment, but it also is just like it's it's a one act moment where like everything leading up to it only uh, matters because of the f- the last two minutes of the show, mm-hmm. except for, uh, instead of the last 15 minutes of the yeah, show. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it is that season nine rush, rush, rush. Let's let's hit all the points. So yeah. that's what I think. I don't think there's much going on in this episode or too much. Maybe too much and not enough at the same time. Too much and Mark? not enough. Well, I think you pretty much cracked it. Like <laughs> it is pretty bare like bones. Like the orb of Isis. Yeah. Like the orb of Isis. <laughs> do, 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 do. Wait, what's the song again? <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, the, Although, the important thing is you remembered the old spice song. <laughs> there we go. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, no, it was cute. Like it's just it's filler. Like it's just. There's nothing special going on here. It is. That's a good word. Filler. It's filler. It's they they ordered twenty five episodes, <laughs> and one of them was already a clip show. So I mean, I read the uh, like stuff about the production of this episode, and it was like uh, Brian Scully got the idea to write this episode when because when he was younger, he took the bus to a museum. <laughs> It's like, wow, really diving deep into interesting territory there, uh, writers. Like, uh, like, all right, anyone got any ideas for episodes? Well, I took a bus once. All right, great. Let's do it. Oh, God, it sounds like an improv show. Can anyone <laughs> tell me a location? Museum. Yeah, totally. yeah. All bus. right, let's go with this. It's like, all right, museum and bus. I heard both. Let's let's incorporate them both. Only this is a lot less creative Yeah. <laughs> yeah. than, than what an might improv. happen in an improv show. Uh there's or more so, depending on the show. It's improv, guys. It's jazz. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's two kind of major plots, though, in in the uh, uh, the Lisa storyline, you know, yeah. and that's what kind of bums me out a bit is because I think both of those plots could be interesting as full episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the fact that, like I said, the fact that I thought it was all about Lisa being lost, and then like Homer finds her and saves, you know, and that's like the ending mm-hmm. was in my brain. That makes way more sense, right? The like, ending in the drawbridge. You think sure. that's the ending? Sure. Yeah. It's like yeah. Where it's like, and then and then she's like, "Oh, I shouldn't have taken such a crazy risk." And he's like, "Don't ever say that. Crazy risks are the best." And it's like, "Oh, all right." And then it's like, "Let's go to the museum." Oh, <laughs> we're on another adventure. Okay, but that's also a fun thing. If like if cause you you could make the episode essentially, Lisa really wants to go to the museum. It's the only it's the last day. And they're trying to do it, but like things keep getting in the way, and eventually they get there and it's closed, and then they have their whole you know adventure where they break in and and see the orb uh, open up and all that kind of stuff. Like that could be a whole episode too, but they try and cram them together, and it doesn't work as well because they just don't spend the time to flush out either story. Do you guys ever get lost as a kid? You oh, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I have a similar one. To Lisa. I want to hear Mark's first. Uh, mine's also similar to Lisa. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Except I was, like, not eight years old. I was in eighth grade. So right. it was kind of shameful yeah. that I couldn't figure out how buses work. Yeah. I still don't know. Um, It's not that hard. <laughs> well, now we have the internet. So you can be like, it, I want to go easier, here. Yeah. And it's like, take this one, transfer, you're done. It's 45 minutes, and you get it. But uh, Whereas our... if you're, like, standing on the C train platform in Calgary to look at the bus schedule or at a bus station. It's like these tiny little <laughs> numbers and it's the, and they use the 24 hour clock. So as a kid, you're like 15. What? What's 15? <laughs> What's 15 o'clock? My, my watch Mom. doesn't go up to 15. <laughs> Solid. Yeah. Pretty much just like that. It's terrible. Yeah. How long were you lost for? Um, it was after school in junior high and our like, quote unquote late bus left at 4 30 yeah but we had this like band thing because i was a nerd and band yeah. uh till 5 30 and then i was supposed to get a ride home with a friend she ended up 
not having space for me because whatever. I'm not still mad at you, Lauren. It's fine. Um, but her mom was like, just I'm take the bus. <laughs> it's like, okay. You need to Which that? one is it? You take the, the 46 or the 146 think... or the 164, the 64, the 641. It's one like that. Go get on it. It was like, all right. One came. I got on it. Nope. It's like three hours later. I'm just at some mall. <laughs> Northland Mall, maybe? North Hill Mall? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no idea where it was. I was just phoning my dad's cell phone number. This is the only number I had memorized besides our home phone, and no one was home. Yeah. Um, from like. And remember a when he store? memorized phone numbers? Yeah. Oh, right? Oh. Yeah. I still have a bunch. Yeah. Oh, I do, like from when I was a kid, for sure. Yeah, from yeah. from my friends. Just, yep. just my friends. Um, I remember my next door neighbor's uh, phone number just perfectly off the top of my head. Um, Sean, because. I don't know. Like we we lived right next door. We had our trampolines pushed up to the fe- to the to the fence, so we could just jump over. I never needed to use a, the phone. I could just jump over the trampoline and knock on his back door. Um, Do you think he still lives there? He definitely doesn't. I helped him move. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say we should call him right now. <laughs> he lives in uh, he lives in Nova Scotia now. I don't oh. know if he listens to the show, but if uh, if so, uh, Sean, clear your schedule in June. You're coming to my wedding. Hey, um, bring a trampoline. Oh. Bring a trampoline. Yeah, we're all required to bring trampolines. <laughs> That's a weird stipulation on the invite. I it's a thing. We're going for a zero gravity thing. <laughs> I only knew you should take it seriously on the invitation because it was written in like such nice italics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't write it. <laughs> we hired someone to do it. That makes sense. <laughs> I'm not a calligrapher. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not a calligrapher. Um, my lost story mm. is... So... It's 2006. Your Green plane, Day your plane had just come to town. You're on an island. All right. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Oh, God. I knew you were going to do that. There's a scary monster. And I was like, should I stop him <laughs> before he gets going? And then you did it. And I was like, I should have said, I should have said, my lost story is not the ABC program. But here we are. I appreciate that you can read <laughs> my brain so easily. And it's already it's happened. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, do you ever? Sorry to interrupt very quickly, but do you ever listen back to the episodes that we do, like these podcasts? Mm. And like something happened. Like so, so, I I do this all the time. Like you'll say something as I'm listening, and obviously, like what actually we talked about on the podcast is completely out of my brain. But you'll say something on the podcast, and I'll think, oh, this would be a funny joke. To, as a response to Greg, and then I say it on the podcast. I'm like, "Hey, good work, me." <laughs> do you ever do that? <laughs> it's it's been a really long time since I've said "good work" to myself. <laughs> um, but yes, that happens. That happens quite a bit. Just, just listening. If I if I ever do listen, I lis- guarantee listen back. if I listen to this one again in months away, you'll say here my lost story, and I'll think. And now this is a big Ouroboros. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's weird thing yeah. eating its own tail. Anyway, yeah. go, go on with your story. It's 2006, Green Day. Uh, yeah, Green Day had come to town on their North American tour of American Idiot. I had gone with my uh, sister, uh, past and future guest Carly Wilson, and my old friend James, not past the one oh. who we know. <laughs> not not the one who's uh, currently missing. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone knows his whereabouts, whereabouts of James Wade... <laughs> Please email us. We care about him. We miss him. Yep. Are we bringing back hashtag for James? <laughs> we sure can. Um, or hashtag find James. Oh, hashtag find James. Um, hashtag where is James? And it was it was the whole thing where they were like renovating the C train. And so we made it all the way down to the Saddle Dome on the C train. But we got stopped at the City Hall see train station on the way back from the concert and be and they were like if you wanted to go to this place you can't right now because we're doing line construction right. so you gotta hop a shuttle and i'm like a shuttle what no we'll walk <laughs> and so we wound up walking out of downtown wow. from city from from city center and that's a ways yeah it's not impossible but it's a ways and I didn't know downtown very well at the time because I was from Cochrane and I was in, only in high school. And the amount of times I could have uh, been downtown Calgary by myself, I could count on one hand. And it was never at night. Mm. So it was pretty scary. But luckily there were mm, three of us. There you go. 
Safety uh, numbers. I don't know if I ever told this story on the pod or not, but uh, when I was in Mexico with my family. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did you get kidnapped? Uh, no. Oh, okay. But like we we were scared that we would be. Um, we were on a like public bus, um, and our hotel. It, we were in Puerto Vallarta, which is very touristy, very like you yeah. Know, um, so a lot of like resorts and stuff. There, the hotel we were staying at was on one side of the street, of of course, <laughs> and then uh, on the other side, it's like a pretty big like highway that's on the other side. Um, so we caught the bus on the side that was where our hotel was. Took it to a place. I can't remember where we went. But on the way back, of course, the bus is coming the opposite direction. So it was on the other side of the street. And my dad was like, oh, we'll just stay on the bus until it loops around. Oh, no. <laughs> to the other side of the street so we don't have to cross this busy intersection. And, you know, I was like, I don't know, probably like 10 or something. And, you know, everyone else was just like, okay. <laughs> dad uh, made no a great one, call. Yeah. No one no one thought this could be trouble. Uh Cut to like half an hour later, we're in the the fucking boonies. Like we're on a on a dirt road. There's no one left on the bus but us. This like really like uh, white uh, Canadian family wearing fanny packs and shit, uh, and we're terrified. I mean, I I was. Uh, you know, I don't know about the rest of my family, but I was like. What's gonna happen? Like we're gonna we're gonna get murdered or we're gonna get robbed or you know like something bad's gonna happen. Um, we get all the way to literally the bus depot, so like all these other buses are parked here, and the driver hasn't said a word to us this entire time. Pulls in, gets off the bus, <laughs> and just leaves us sitting in the bus, and we're like, "What's happening?" <laughs> eventually luckily you know my dad went and talked to him he's like oh yeah like you know i'll take the bus out again right away you know on the route so like we'll eventually come back to you know the hotel i was just like you know stepping out for a snack or what i can't smoke probably i mean he's probably part of like some sort of transportation union yeah he's when he reaches the end of the line he's entitled to a break exactly um but yeah like so end of the line like in this episode end you know, of the like line that, in this episode yeah. doesn't work that way no no <laughs> But that's, yeah, that's that's what happened. And then, you know, of course, eventually he came back, drove us back. We got off at the right place, right in front of our hotel. And we're like, we'll just never speak of the shortcut again. <laughs> uh, Until now. So <laughs> it's it's interesting because, like, when I was in London, here it is again. Oh. Uh, they run on public transportation there. Everything. Yeah, like there's underground. Cars are not as, as common as here. I mean. That's what you mean. I mean, they got tons of cars, but. At the same time, they got a lot more people than we do. Right. So it's got, like New York as well, right? Yeah, like yeah, they got they got tons of cars, tons of cars, but but so much considering how many people, so many buses, yeah, so many of the double decker buses that you know and love. Everybody knows and loves the double decker buses. Yeah, Everybody loves how sharp they can take those corners. It's incredible. Um, you can hang it on the top on the, t- on the top deck, and if and it's like, you nice out. don't immediately go to the top deck of a double decker bus, be it open or closed, is if it's a tourist bus, oftentimes they'll be open, but um, uh, I guess like a civilian bus, it'll be just a closed roof. If you don't go to the top of that, they you're a you. fool. <laughs> you're an absolute fool. They shoot you. <laughs> if you if you don't if you don't go to the top of that and you have the functioning legs. <laughs> You're a bad person. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> like if the you're functioning legs. <laughs> if, if you're not disabled in any way and you don't go to the top, bad person. Because good name for a band. Functioning the legs. Functioning legs. <laughs> Thanks. I'm looking for a new band name. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Maybe a bit ableist. <laughs> <laughs> this is our guitarist, our bassist, our ableist. Your pardon. Why <laughs> use? Um, yeah, and and so like. Oftentimes, you might get on the wrong bus in London because they have like the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it is Tuesday, Thursday. Eh, right. Different. Don't schedules. even talk about the weekends, right? It's like A, B, C, 2A, yeah. 42B, yeah. all those things. Um, and so it gets kind of hard to, it gets more difficult to track it the more and more and more layers of public transportation that you get on and the more routes that you get on that means more routes have to be diverted and it gets more and more complicated luckily london has a uh, solution for this it's called city mapper download it if you're in london (laughs) 
It's a really good software for the. It's a very good app for getting around. You'll never end up like Lisa. I know this was very, very uh, stimulating conversation <laughs> for everyone to talk about public transit bus and bus route and our experiences getting lost. But that's what this episode's about, and this episode's kind of a piece of dog shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I'm I'm more and more bummed out on this episode the more I think about it. I yeah. don't dislike it as much as Bart Carney. Sure. Yeah. I think uh, I think Bart Carney is not only boring, but it is a waste of a guest star as well. Yeah. Um, so that one, I think, is worse than this. But this one just feels so, so slight. And it takes yeah. such a long time to get going. Yeah, because I, I will say I, I like the museum stuff, like when they're at the museum. Yeah. But again, it comes in so late. And it already feels like the episode should be done, mm-hmm. so it just comes in this weird, you know, this weird fourth act kind of thing. It does feel like a fourth act because yeah. they wrap up their entire story in the first minute or two of the third act, and then there's all yeah. this stuff. It's like all of a sudden, Harvey Dent is there, and you're like, "Oh, you're Two Face now." Oh, are we talking about a masterpiece? <laughs> <laughs> or are we are we talking about a necessary end of a really great movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that part a lot. I know, I know. I, I've warmed up to it over the years, but uh, I just remember the first time seeing The Dark Knight, that was my feeling. Like, just that same kind of feeling as in this episode, where it's like, it felt like everything was wrapped up. Well, no, let's not move off of The Dark Knight, because um, there's a lot of <laughs> things that I will defend about that movie, including uh, all, pretty much everything they do with Harvey Dent, I think is great. thought you um, were dead. Uh, but there's of course several things that that are that I think I would dub Nolanisms mm. that I would that I won't defend because sure. they're just silly, um, like uh, like sorry women. Oh God! <laughs> well, like his bas- his treatment of women. His I mean. basic tr- overall yeah. treatment of women in The Dark Knight or lack thereof in in that movie. Yeah. Um, it's better in Rises right. because at least Hathaway's in it. Yeah, Hathaway, um, Hathaway's prob- uh, Catwoman uh, is probably the best uh, female character he's ever had in his movies. Her in that one and in Interstellar. I think yeah, she, yeah, I think she's she's, she's, she's decent. I think she's good despite him in <laughs> <laughs> in Interstellar. Yeah, um, because I think she's a just a very talented actor. Um, I mean, she's outshined by Tars. Oh, I mean, Bill Irwin. Okay, so... <laughs> Is this Tars talking? <laughs> talking Tars. Um, but it's like the whole, like, no more dead cops shit. <laughs> sure. uh, the the Not running my diagnosis. The, the running commentary of the guy in the SWAT car oh, where he's like, I did not sign up for this. <laughs> All that. You're in for a treat tonight. Uh, that shit I love. Okay, that's 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 a moment that I love in the Dark Knight Rises because that guy seems like he would say that. He's like, "Oh, you are in He's for like, a oh boy, show Batman's tonight, coming, son. Bud. Batman." And we were in for a it's, show tonight. It's, true. We it's really exuberant in that moment. It's like it feels a little marvelly in that moment, but in the Dark Knight, it feels wrong because this guy sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, and uh, the 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 people on the ferries. Oh yeah, at the end, just like the the random Gothamites suck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just bad. But I love that, that movie. What does the guy say? He's like, "Give me that. I'm I'll gonna do what you, you should have done ten, ten minutes, minutes ago." ago. And you're like, oh no, he's going to explode the other boat. And he throws it out. And yeah. it's like, whoa, uh, he's got a heart of gold. There's good people on both <laughs> sides. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> the what have you done? Yeah, let's <laughs> let's let's bleep that. Don't cut it. Bleep it. <laughs> uh, everyone should know that something was said that we want stricken from the record. Um, <laughs> uh, Dark Knight's fun though. It's yeah, a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> I like Harvey Dent. Harvey. 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 Mine's, Mine's Harvey. Harvey. Uh, if you ever, if we ever find James, mm. he does a really good that. He does that that, that specific that line. specific yeah. line. He does really well. Uh, James has got some Joker energy. He does. He does have but some he, Joker energy. He could play a good Joker. He I could. would cast him as Joker. Yeah. If I was rebooting Batman, which I plan to do in 2024. <laughs> 
not so soon. Hey, <laughs> I got to keep that money train coming, baby. <laughs> When's the Batman supposed to be out next I year? Mean, I mean, it's, it makes sense. I think every time there's a new presidential term, yeah, they have new a new Batman. That happened in 2016. And what happens is, you know, the, the Academy votes as well mm-hmm. uh, every four years uh, for who will be the new Batman. That's right. And I'm, I'm putting my dark horse candidate in there for... Uh, oh, not James. No, no he's, Joker. He's, he's Joker. He's Joker. He's Joker. He's Joker. He's Joker. <laughs> my dark horse candidate is Timothy Chalamet. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, I'm going, I'm going opposite. I'm going uh, Ian McKellen. Oh, old very Batman. old Batman. Old Batman. <laughs> Like gross Dark Knight Returns Part Three Frank here's Miller the, fascist yeah. Batman. And here's the thing: never wears a suit. He's just he's just tottering around. <laughs> doop 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 doop. Be like Mr. Holmes, except uh, Batman. But of course, yeah, yeah. Which is a good movie. Have you seen that movie? I actually haven't. It looked boring. It's um, not. It's really good. I know. It's good. It's about I, bees. I've got a really. Yep. Oh, that's. Cute. Oh, well, he had him at bees. <laughs> He's got like a bee farm. <laughs> He's an apiarist. Apiarist. Whatever. A- apiarist. Apiarist. Yeah. He has an apiary and he's an apiarist. Hmm. That's it's nice. Sweet. Bees are cool. Bees are great. Bees yeah. are bros. Yeah. Hashtag for bees. Speaking of bees. Yeah. The bee plot. Yep. In this episode. Mm-hmm. Is dumb. <laughs> it is. Although I do have like a soft spot in my heart for terror sweat. That's that's a funny part. Like, I do I do like uh, yeah, and the way he says it, like <laughs> it had to be terror sweat. Although I do have a problem with it as the doctor. Um, that's the only thing I find like completely unbelievable about this entire episode is like he's not going to tell you upfront how much it is. He's just oh, going to yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then bill you. By the way, I'll need a check for seventy five dollars to make your kids sweat. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. That sounds fair. Thanks, America. Uh, so what is it about this B-plot that you don't like? I just think it's silly. Sure. <laughs> it's like, it, it's, again, like I think it would have worked fine as just a, a badger plot. I think, I, I know that's a weird thing to say on this pod. but Wild. <laughs> but sometimes like the, you know, the, the, because it's, again, like it wouldn't be a badger plot. The way it's set up, like like you said, it ties into the the a plot because this sh- these shenanigans force Bart to take Marge out of the picture, so Lisa has to take the bus. Right, that's all we needed. We don't need to cut back to them in the hospital. Like, how do we get these off and like all that kind, of, and then him coming. But I don't know. Like, I just feel like that as just like an opening plot to get Marge out of the house would have worked better. I didn't. I. I was surprised, again, like, I haven't watched this episode a lot, but I was surprised that it cut back to him with the goofy thing still on his face in the hospital. I'm like, oh, we're going to we're gonna dive deeper into this. I thought it was just going to be like, oh, got to take him to the hospital, and then you can just fill in the rest in your brain. Like, right. the hospital obviously has means to get it off. He'll be fine. They come home at the end of the episode, whatever. But it's just bizarre that they kept going to that well. And, I mean, it's because the episode was running short. We already know this because yeah. the full intro. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. The there, there's a few things about this this one in particular, but I think season nine does this. Uh, like at least back half season nine, when the guys who are doing season eight are completely out of the picture. Um, I think they they do this more. A, um, I think the colors are actually more vibrant. Hmm. They get a little bit more vibrant in season nine. It's that yeah. like that, that that weird time between um. Between old style and HD, where yeah. like they kind of find this interesting interesting spot. I wouldn't call it the sweet spot, but it's an interesting way that the show looks. But they also stop mining the time in between jokes for more jokes. Mm. In a lot of Explain. ways. There's like some of these... There's, there's like some um, establishing shots that go on for a beat or two too long that seem like they could have like some sort of visual gag in them somewhere and they don't Hmm. not just a sign gag or anything like that but there's this moment when they come home and bart and marge are there and he's like you go upstairs and apologize to your sister then there's like this big wide shot of what looks like a shot from Psycho of um, Bart walking up the stairs to Lisa's room, and he just like he's just walking up the stairs. Mm. Mm. It's like it's a twenty-two minute animated show. You got to make use of that. Yeah, well, and I, there was also that scene in the cafeteria at the plant 
that was really weird. That really long really establishing, long, like, establishing shot. where you hear them like saying things, but they're I can't remember if they're actually saying things or just like rah, 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 it's rah, just walleye. Rabble, 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 rabble. Yeah. And I was like, what just happened? Like that's so bizarre because it's so like bl- like because it takes so long. It's so like it jumps out at you, and you're just like, "What's happening right now?" It's so coming back from a commercial on a normal sitcom moment, yeah, yeah. like. <laughs> but can you imagine thinking like, of Friends in that moment? We're in a coffee house. <laughs> yeah. We know, we know where we, we know are. It's, it's just like, yeah, it's just like B-roll footage of New York, and then we're in the coffee house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, can you mention the establishing shot of the plant, which is always you know plant. Crow, yeah, crow, and then cut to inside the plant. If that like lingered, <laughs> if it's like showing the plant and you're like, ka, ka, like something like that, you'd be like, this is a choice. Like, yes, yes, <laughs> and that's why like it feels like a choice to have such a long establishing shot. And because the purpose? show is animated and because it takes so long, it's very difficult for me to think anything isn't a choice. Mm. Just because of so m- how many people there are involved, how expensive it is to make each episode, mm-hmm. it 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 means that like all of it's a choice. Even if it's a simple choice of being like, we're running short, so let's extend this moment. Especially in Selma's choice. <sighs> oh God. <laughs> well, I did it. I broke Greg. <laughs> He's finally had enough of me. <laughs> End of podcast. Thank you for coming. Click. It took five years, but I did it. I don't know why that upset me so much <laughs> at that moment. It's not like that's a bad episode. <laughs> I like that episode. Yeah. It's fun. Tough Gardens. Hurrah. Yeah, that's it's fine. Um, jump, I'm jump. the Lizard Queen. Jump, jump. Oh. Yeah. The, 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 oh, I'm not a doctor. The Seven Duffs. Yeah. Remorseful. Queasy. Surly. What's the, what's the Troy McClure episode called? God, I can't remember anymore. Which one? The it's fish called Selma. Fish called Selma. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, speaking <laughs> Gay, of, I wish. <laughs> I wish. What I uh, have. <laughs> this is rem- stop. Um, uh, the final appearance of uh, Lionel Hutz in this episode. Is that it? Yep. That's it. At the no bus speaking, stop. But it's just him at the bus stop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well. Bye, Lionel. Bye, Lionel. It's been it's been a slice. It really has. Um, the golden years officially. Died. Yep. That's it. Unfortunately. And there's one episode left of season nine. <laughs> yep, there is. Which I am a fan of. I'm not. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll find, find out. out. If I, yeah, yeah, we'll find out we'll if, find I still out if any of that changes. Because you know, this is why we do this. Is yeah. My memory of the, the final episode, which is naked. Uh, what's it called? <laughs> naked and alone. <laughs> I didn't know you guys listened to mine. <laughs> <laughs> natural born kissers uh, natural born kissers thank you uh, that one I yeah haven't watched in so long because again I'm like in my brain I'm like I don't like it so we'll see when we watch it maybe I'll like it there were I, I didn't like it when I was a kid because it made me uncomfortable because they said sex they do what? say it, they do have it as well yes and they have in sex in the episode yeah uh, speaking of sex in this episode oh. can we get a shout out for Mo for going to the VD <laughs> clinic I mean that's good, good. job buddy yeah like, you have some downs. Way to go. Way to go. Put some penicillin on your Peter. There you go. Stab it right in the butt cheek there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's fine. Turn and cough. So do you think he's going to get a treatment, or do you think he's going to get tested? Oh, he's probably going to try and pick someone up. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, I'm hoping he's going to get I mean, treatment. that's also... That's all, like, it's that's Mo. The thing is, you say that as a joke, but that's yeah. that's very plausible. Mo is it's the all possible. worst. He is the worst. He is just awful. Um. Yeah, I. Are you getting on this bus? VD clinic. Okay. Taxi's more expensive as well. It's much more expensive. Mo. Um. God, I'm struggling here. <laughs> um. I'm, what else I'm, we got? We got. Uh, I got a roast for the, the random unnamed lady in the crowd with her child, who's like right next to Lisa. She's having a meltdown, lost on the street. You're a bad mom. That little girl <laughs> needed help. Screw There's you, a lot of unnamed bad character. Like the, bus dri- the bus driver sucks too. Like, oh right, a like eight-year-old girls on your bus, and you're just tapping the sign. Like, fuck you, Larry. F and Larry. Fucking Larry. Yeah. Um. Well, so here's some. Here's something we can talk about, perhaps. And Mark, you can wait in as well, even though uh, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the concept of the golden age and that kind of thing. But 
do because I've already said for me the ending of the Golden Age is Principal and the Popper. Yeah, like that's like the 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 end is like in that episode when he points says that man is the real Seymour Skinner. I'm like, all right, shark jump, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then further nailed in with Cartridge Family where Jerk Ass Homer is born. And then I feel like, for me, that's like my personal feeling about when the Golden Age ends. But I feel like it's almost like undeniable that when Phil Hartman's no longer present is when it's like officially done. And technically, that's not until Bart the Mother, because that's his final speaking appearance. Um, but uh, what, like, how do you? Because because we're we're in this episode where Lionel Hutz makes his final appearance, even though he doesn't speak. Uh, I'm curious how you think about that kind of concept of, I know you still really like season nine as a whole and like can uh, consider that part of the golden age theoretically. Right? Well, realty bites has right. always kind of been my benchmark mm. because that one is the last time he has a major role. Right. And I know he appears in several uh, Troy McClure spots yeah. after that, but that's really Lionel Hutz's last speaking role. Yes. And, that that is the that's that's an episode that I like cling to as like this is okay this is this is pretty much it yeah. for for me I know that's a little deeper into season nine than the than principal and the popper. than principal and the popper by quite a margin um, it's like in the half halfway area I think. I'm just gonna pull up the episode list episode thirteen I'm gonna guess yeah. Um, you have this like encyclopedic knowledge. Encyclopedic like, companion of all things Simpsons, seasons one through ten. Yeah. <laughs> Episode seven, minute six and a half. <laughs> Not quite that. Left hand side <laughs> of the frame. There is a misedited hand. <laughs> I mean, what? those are fun too. A wizard. Weird game. animation so, things and yeah. Principal and the Popper is the second episode, yeah, which is a lot because I think there's a, there's a ton of episodes after that that are just great. Um, Realty not, Bites is only episode nine though. That's oh, nine, okay. That's yeah, was, that wasn't far off. Um, Four episodes, and to be perfectly honest, it changes after that. There's um, there's a there's a distinct change because like, I love the city of New York versus Homer Simpson. Yes, well aware. Everyone knows that. <laughs> uh, Principal and the Popper. Not a great episode. <laughs> uh, I think it's quite funny. Yeah, Lisa Sachs, I like. Three House of Horror Eight, I like. Cartridge Family, bad. Bart Star, good. The two Mrs. Nahasapima Petalons, not great. Lisa the Skeptic, good. Realty Bites, good. Then it gets into the whole idea of like Miracle on Evergreen Terrace, I don't like. All Sing, All Dancing, less said about that, the better. <laughs> Bart Carney, bad. Those are three just straight up bad episodes. Steaming piles in, in a, row. a row. Yeah, and then the joy of sect is... Much like what my dog leaves on the lawn. Yeah, the joy of sect oh. comes back... <laughs> comes back around and I like that episode a lot and then Das Bus comes around and I like that episode a lot but there's a distinctively different feeling to those yeah. than the ones that we just saw like Lisa's sax is like oh we we get to know more about Lisa how she got her saxophone City of New York versus Homer Simpson is like one of my favorite Simpsons go to a place right. and it's still pretty grounded in what they're dealing with there they go to Broadway Homer has parking tickets yeah that's like it's not wild it's yeah. not crazy um and uh you know, like encounter rudy giuliani yeah something. and they don't have any of those whoa you moments yeah. Wow, um woody allen yeah the, <laughs> it's just a visual reference yeah. to woody allen <laughs> best and wow rick moranis and yeah. then homer punches him, then homer punches him in the head <laughs> um, oh that didn't age well so <laughs> that's not that doesn't happen i was episode. like i don't remember that at all i must have blocked <laughs> that from my memory about the recent attack on uh, beloved canadian film icon rick moranis yeah. we still love you rick we do um and then there's an episode like realty bites which is also still pretty grounded she gets a job yeah. as a real estate agent and lionel hutz is her boss it's hilarious kurt gets his arm severed he, that's yeah yeah <laughs> But the premise itself, I know, I'm just, I'm just begging. and and then and then we get to like okay, they're going to an island now, and it gets it gets crazier, it gets wackier, it gets more cartoonish as you go as you get along and along. And sometimes it does like it's grounded, and like when it is grounded, it is sometimes like Bart Carney, in which it's just boring, or like Lisa, we lost our Lisa. It's just kind of boring, and they kind of lose the ability to make episodes that are grounded in the family. Uh, engaging on the same level because we've talked about it a lot. They just really don't trust themselves. So I guess 
yeah, Realty Bites has kind of been my That's jumping has been my jumping off point. I've I've said on the podcast before that I think the golden age begins with Bart gets hit by a car when Lionel yeah, Hutz appears. appears and it ends when he exits. Yeah, that's hmm. fair. It is like it's it's crazy to think how crucial Phil Hartman was to this show. Um to the point that I think it's very evident for me that a lot of the magic of of the show is on the downturn as soon as he uh meets his uh, unfortunate uh, end. And he brings that whole thing that we were talking about recently where the Simpsons starts to feel like a ghost town. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You know? Where yeah, it's all the same people. Cuz he was so good at injecting a different kind of energy into the show seemingly from nowhere. And it's it's cool too as we've been going through these episodes to see uh all the times he plays a character that isn't Troy or yeah. uh Lionel because that's what everyone, you know, obviously knows that he plays those two characters those are his most iconic characters, but you know, he plays like Homer's bookie in an episode. You know, there's just random little little lines that he gets because he, they have him in the booth. Like, yeah. give him some lines, and it's awesome. He plays Tom, the bigger brother. Tom, yeah. He it's plays Lyle Lanley. Like, they, they cast, or they create this episode, and they're like, let's cast Tom Cruise, the biggest movie star on the planet. He says no. They're like, who's our second choice? Phil Hartman, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. And I know we've said our goodbye to him in... Uh, Realty Bites but it's just so obvious when he like when the character model shows up and he doesn't say anything that it's it it hurts all over again yeah you know and I wonder if there was a a plan to um, have him speak in that scene or like I'm, I'm wondering what the honestly what the reason was to have him in that scene if it was like a cause like was he was he dead at this point <laughs> Um, oh, I think, we, I, think sure. I looked this up last time too. But, yeah, uh, uh, I always forget when he passed. Uh, but because it seems like it might have been a uh, oh, so he yeah he's not dead yet. Okay, because this episode aired May tenth. He dies eighteen days later. Oh my god, oh. May twenty eighth, nineteen ninety eight. Um, yeah. So it's it's just weird that they chose to put the character model in, but don't have him speak because that that doesn't happen often, does it? I mean, they they like him in the background, you know. Like, yeah, they would throw. I guess, I guess, like in big like town hall scenes, maybe. But they would like, throw Hutz in a lot more often than Troy. Yeah, uh, because for sure, Lionel Hutz is more of a like part of the town. Part of the town yeah. where Troy McClure's a celebrity. Part of us all. <laughs> part of us all. That does work. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I don't know. Maybe maybe it was. Maybe it was just an idea. Like maybe they just thought like, hey, it's funny that Lionel Hutz takes the bus, and that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's fair. Because he's he would. Yeah. So, but it's just one of those things where I'm like, "Ooh, Lionel Hutz! Like, what's he gonna say? Because he's the best." And then he says nothing. I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." And bad. then we get Mo. Then we get Mo being a little piece of piece of garbage. Then we get Mo, and it's just Hank Azaria, and it's sh- and it shrinks the world even more. Yeah, in a way, where um, like I love Hank Azaria. Like, he's, I think he's a he's a phenomenal uh, actor, phenomenal voice actor as well. Um, but it, I can't help but feel that way. That it that the world, despite going to Crackton, despite <laughs> going to rural Route Nine, despite the fact that the Simpsons and Springfield itself seems to have a thriving Russian district, <laughs> I can't help but feel like it's all very small and very much confined to a vocal recording booth. The further Phil Hartman gets removed from the show, the more of the recording booth I can feel. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of this episode because they go so many places, but they very they don't really. It's all very like brief. It's all very brief. It's all very brief. Um, that being said, I do think my favorite joke does happen in in the Russian district. Oh, but, mine too. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that. Yeah. But uh, one thing I wanted to mention as well before we kind of wrap up general discussion on this episode because I think we're there. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, the. The ending, like the part with the little the orb opening up and them hearing the music, like you said earlier, is very sweet. And I also really like it because it it's uh, subverting an expectation of Homer's going to mess things up. Uh, you know, 
he's going to knock over all the exhibits and they're going to break. And like, that's the normal ending to this kind of thing is like, Oh, there, here he goes again. Homer's breaking stuff. Um, and so I, I, again, completely forgot what happened in this episode. <laughs> so watching that moment, I'm like, Oh, and then the thing's going to break. Like, what's that going to do? But then it doesn't and it opens up and it plays a nice little song. And I'm like, Oh, that's a sweet little like subversion, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I liked and it. they managed to make, uh, astounding, anthropological discovery yeah that no one else will has discovered or will ever discover that's right theoretically um and i even like the whole like when they open the the door it starts the the alarm starts and homer yells run oh as they're leaving i even think that's that's a a nice little button yeah actually yeah i i normally would probably be like oh they've ruined this sweet moment but i think it's funny and it works yes it makes sense you know (laughs) it absolutely works um, Run, Lisa. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, do you want to head over to the reference desk? Sure. Mark, do you have anything else you wanted to say? No. <laughs> I liked all the gags that made it into the first Simpsons movie, and that's how I think it's the golden age. <laughs> if it wasn't good enough to make it to the movie, it wasn't golden age. <laughs> that's it's not right. a good science, but it's what I'm doing. <laughs> Uh, all right, reference desk. Uh, the title, Lost Our Lisa, is based on signs that say Lost Our Lease. Everything must go. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. looked it up because I didn't, I'd never seen this before. It must be more of an American thing, I guess. Because um, usually it'd be like store closing, everything must go is like kind of thing I'm used to. But yeah, I looked up Lost Your lost Our Lease signs, and that's what they seem to indicate is their, yeah, their businesses that need to move and so they need to do a big sale all right it's also a very melancholy weaker than song everything must go ah thought you meant lost or least um the smithsonian is referenced these uh i can't remember now springfield sonian whatever uh <laughs> and then uh neil armstrong's moon quote mm-hmm. lisa's starts that one small step for blah. yeah um comic book guy is wearing a dungeon master shirt he sure is that's what's, from dungeons and dragons what's that about greg a dungeon uh the in this one it uh shows the uh level of uh uh enthusiasm and contempt they hold for the for nerd culture yep. in the 90s <laughs> absolutely and you, you find that more and more with comic book guy as the series goes on They're like this fucking nerd yeah yeah, they fucking fuck. losers who play D anD D. They hate, hate they hate him and all he stands for. <laughs> yeah, I'm going on the internet. Yeah, and it's like, ah, what a nerd internet. And guess what? Guess who won? Yeah, the nerd culture <laughs> war. Simpsons writers not saying that it's good, but just that they lost. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the oh, and he also says you have to answer me these questions three, which is from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes. Also, a thing they like to saddle with the ner- with the nerds. Um, it's just a good movie. <laughs> it's a very good movie. Uh, there's two references to Superman. I don't know if you you know that. Of course, he says, "I don't believe I'm not a praying man." If you're out there, please save me, Superman. Yes. That's an obvious one. But then early in the episode, when he puts on the X-ray glasses, he says, "Is the lead shirt?" Oh yes, that's a Superman thing. He it's can't the... see. He can't use his X-ray vision through lead. Yeah, I thought just X-rays in general don't work through lead. It's true, and that's why like doctors wear them when they're scanning you to see what's inside you. Or yeah, whatever. That's what they want to. That's what they want to tell you. Oh God! Don't <laughs> even start. Don't even start with this big lead. Conspiracy. I'm impotent for a reason. <laughs> Is it from the impotence powder from the store? <laughs> the impotence the powder. Impotence powder yeah. Stop putting that in your coffee, bud. <laughs> it's so sweet. <laughs> uh, and then finally, the Old Spice song. Yeah. Sorry. And I didn't. I don't know that song. Me neither. I know. Do 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 do. Yeah, that's the recent Old Spice yeah. campaign. Yeah. But I'm guessing in the '90s, Old Spice had that. It's like nautical. Yeah, that makes sense. Back then, so it's like really, really Old Spice. It's a little sea chanty. It's like elderly spice. Yeah. The not talked about spice girl. Dead spice. <laughs> oh. That's it. All right. Favorite joke time. It's the angry Russians. It's the angry Russians. <laughs> yeah. That's such a good it's joke. Abs- I love that they're playing chess. Yep. For one. Very Russian. Um, <laughs> and I love that it's like, do you know where the museum is? Yes, I do. It's six <laughs> blocks that way. Ah, run. <laughs> like, oh, she went the wrong way. And then I win. He tosses the board. Good game. Shall we have another? 
It's so it's very funny. It's so funny. It's a good, very good joke. Yeah. Um, and then there's that weird bear. I didn't like that. It's yeah, like got it was, the candy. Was, I like Cuffclaw's guy. Cuffclaw's guy makes an appearance. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. I don't know. But the bear was weird. Did anyone else feel it was weird? Yeah, it was a weird bear. Yeah, it, it didn't. Bear. It just kind of <laughs> was like a moment bear. filler. Yeah. It's just like you, <laughs> it did. It's like, just like yeah. well, like you said before, like why are they showing there's him so go ma- up the stairs for yeah, so long? Yeah. There's this so many like, things where they're just why like, are we like so extended, extended, and it's yeah, it's like all right, bear, make a bear sound, like rah. We need it longer. <laughs> we have to fill two more seconds. Uh, perfect. <laughs> Print it. <laughs> Awkward pause. Let's go. Yeah, is strange. Um, but yeah, what was your favorite joke, Mark? Uh, probably the Russians also. Yeah. But like, there's a couple little. I did like the like birds the whole... as well. Yes, the, the flying V birds fighting each other. Fighting. That was pretty funny. Yep. Um, there's a couple ones like that, like little the little tiny gags. But even then, they're not like laugh out loud jokes. It's just yeah. an episode of. Uh-huh. There's that <laughs> moment where Marge leans over to Bart and is like, "That's the kind of faucet I want for your bathroom." <laughs> that was that's great. That's that's really good. And I think she has another good one where it's like, "You could take a picture of your mummy next to a bubby," oh, and she yeah. just finds that so funny. That is 100 the kind of joke my mom would make. Yeah, so, it's so it it it's a know, hits yeah. me in the heart. And yeah, I'm like, it's, it's, nah, a, it's a good a mom. mom joke. Yeah. yeah. Marge's People like talk about dad jokes all the time. No one talks about mom jokes. Mom jokes are great. Yeah. <laughs> um, They're usually more cutting <laughs> than dad jokes. Maybe your mom. <laughs> Past and future guest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> future. Uh, oh. Drag her on for the finale. Right. <laughs> That's uh, our, our podcast recap. Yeah, oh, it'll God. be two bad neighbors end game. We yeah. have everybody. <laughs> That's right. Everyone's back. Yeah. Mom, what do you think On about this left? joke? I thought I was coming for dinner, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then Chris Turner emerges from a portal. Yep. Hello, it's me. <laughs> That's a good impression. Thank you. <laughs> I wonder if he still listens to this. Maybe. It's possible. Hey, he might Chris. be tired of The Simpsons. Yeah, that's fair. He did write the book on it. He did all. write the book on it. Uh, who's your MVP? Oh, my MVP? Oops. <laughs> I was hoping we could just roll past that. Uh, I will... But I appreciate you're here to... My, my flaws new make me better. valuable player... <laughs> Thank you. ...is going to be Marge. Marge. I think she's, uh, I think she's funnier than any one character. In, in this episode, so she gets it. Mark? Uh, like, my heart wants to say Lisa, because, mm-hmm. like, my heart always wants to say Lisa. I thought this was a good episode to show that, like, even though she's so smart, like, she wraps her dad into exactly what she wants him to say, and, like, she's so advanced, but then also just so stupid mm-hmm. in, like, a very un-Lisa way. She's a kid. So it's like a kid, but it's yeah. not like the cute kind where she's doing the Corey hotline or whatever. <laughs> it's just like, Santa? what are buses? I don't get it. Yeah. Like, you have, you're, no. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. This is an unbelievable it, mistake. Yeah. It does seem strange that this very, pardon me, very intelligent young girl is so confused about buses. Yeah. <laughs> and maps and like, does, you know, anyway. But that's fine. But whatever. I guess, I don't know. I guess she's my, fine. She is my MVP. Her <laughs> or terror sweat. There we go. <laughs> Uh, mine's actually Homer. I think yeah. Homer's real good in this episode. Yeah. He um, acquits himself well. Yeah, and he like he he puts a lot of effort in. He is actually a caring father. Like because yeah. they easily could have wrote this episode where uh, Lisa gets lost due to his negligence or his stupidity, right? Because yeah. that's the well they kind of try to draw from a lot more often. But I like that it's just you know she kind of tricks him in a way. Like you know she she <coughs> fools him, and at the time he thinks that makes sense. Yeah, everything's good, everything's fine. But then when he finds out that she's lost. He's immediately running out to find her. Like that is he's, nice. He's a concerned father, and you know he puts a lot of effort in. Uh, I also think he has. Uh, it's like here's the thing. This is this is the thing about season nine. Um, it's got elements of stuff I really like, but there's just, like I've said this before. It's just a twinge of something just off, and it's the balloon joke in this one for me because that's the kind of Simpson joke I always love. The like misdirect where it's like you know he buys the balloon. He's like I need to get higher. I'll take all your balloons. I hope this works. And you think, you know, obviously the logic of cartoons and stuff is like, oh, he thinks the balloons are going to fly him up. And then he's like, I'll give you these balloons if you let me use your cherry picker. <laughs> and uh, I like the guy's response, too. He's like, well, I already have balloons, but these ones are nicer. <laughs> Very funny. But so, like, I'm not saying that's a bad joke. I actually really like that joke. But it's just got that twinge of just missing the the, the kind of right beats. I think the ha- having the, the guy say uh, an extra line is maybe what does it, where it's just a little too much, where if it would just been... 
Uh, I hope this works. I'll trade you these balloons for the cherry picker. All right. <laughs> like, I think that's more of a, like, succinct joke. Just all right. Just like yeah, a quicker, quicker You know what beats. I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, but I, I, I like that moment a lot. I like that he goes searching for Lisa, puts a lot of effort into it. And then once he finds her, uh, I like that he is also like, you know, let's go to the museum. Let's do it. You wanted to? Let's, we're going to make it happen, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, the ending moment is very sweet. I just think Homer really acquits himself well in this episode. And it's sorely missed from this season. So. Yes, <laughs> I agree. That's, that's a good point. I like when he's a nice dad. I like their father-daughter yeah. kind of bonding moments Absolutely. of like, look, like there is love. This <laughs> yeah. isn't Family Guy. They care about each other. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yep. Ironically, uh, Brian Scully would go on to write for Family Guy. He's, that makes so much sense. Uh, I did not know yeah, that. He is uh, currently a staff writer and consulting <laughs> producer on Family Guy. Oh, well, good for him. Yep. Uh, that about does it That's for it. us. We did it. We got one episode left. Yeah, one more. In this season. Natural Born Kissers, and then we'll do our recap. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think we'll do. We've got. Uh, I wanted to mention as well. We got uh, quite a bit of mail coming in, uh, which we appreciate. And uh, for those wondering, when are they going to get to the mail factory? Uh, we'll probably do that in our recap because that's a that's a good time to yeah. kind of conglomerate all that stuff. Uh, there's some good questions, some good comments uh, from listeners, so we're going to go over some of that stuff. Yeah, some and then uh, do our top five of the season. Some hateful vitriol directed at me. Uh, <laughs> oh no! But what if someone yeah, the best about emails James? we've gotten? The best emails we've gotten. <laughs> Someone called me the cool one. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to need to see They're this. They're my email. new favorite one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, thanks, Mark, for joining us again. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Um, thanks, Greg. Yeah, no problem. I just want to let everybody know that if you are in the mood for some improvisational podcasts, we do have all of season four of Y Academy. Uh, that is over on the Boathouse Studios podcast feed. And season five is uh, currently in production. We just uh, recorded the first four episodes of that one. Wow. So we are working on it, and it is... Is a cobbler going to come back? Coming out. Um, It's possible. (laughs) It's definitely possible. It'd be easier for me to do that because you can be in the same room as me. Um, I played the cobbler in an episode. It was funny. curious. Um, He's a terrible (laughs) supervillain. I was... Mesmer? No. Yeah, you were Mesmatron Jr. Mesmatron Jr. (laughs) It was funny. Classic. Cool. Uh, you can find that on uh, where can they find that? Sorry, the Boathouse, Boathouse Studios, Studios podcast feed. Great, and you can also find our stuff mm-hmm. online. That's right. The Hammond District on Third at gmail.com is our email. Numerical three. Thank you. And uh, Two Bad Neighbors of Simpsons podcast. You can find it easily. Just Google it. I don't need to tell you the social social, media stuff. All of them. Uh, But also our Patreon. Uh, We are releasing our next one a few days from now. Uh, Our next bonus episode. And it's going to be our commentary on Terminator 2 Judgment Day. So please join us for that. The second in our Robot Uprising trilogy. Um, Yeah. So hopefully you guys can subscribe. Two bucks a month gets you all of our bonus content, including that upcoming episode um that's it cool all right we did it thanks everybody keep watching the skis